This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. What I have to say about all of that is what a waste of time because they don't touch any of it. I know, bro. None of these characters change. They're the same fucking people at the end of the movie. Even after the end credits roll, what do they do? Karaoke again. We haven't changed a bit. Bro, (laughs) I'm so glad you said that because that was one of my initial like biggest gripes that already put me in a bad mood for the film, right? In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I am your host, David So, and I have my co-host for the day, Ed Park. What's up? And you know what? No fucking fluff. We're just going to go right the fuck into it, man. So how was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> my- well, you you were in Sacramento. I right? was uh, I was in Sacramento. Went to, you know it's interesting every time I go back to Sacramento because you know like growing up when you kind of grow up in an area that uh, doesn't have a lot of money and you're right there, yeah. you don't notice these things because everybody's poor, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has money, yeah. right? And I've been so accustomed and I've gotten used to what Sacramento is, specifically part that I grew up because there's a lot of parts in Sacramento that's that's fucking nice, yeah, right. Um, not so much my area. Yeah. And so when I was there. I just, I just looked around. I was like, "Look at these fucking hoodlums, dude!" And it's like, it's like this places I used to kick it at. Yeah, you know. And so that's true. I would never go back to some of the places I used to hang out in Tacoma. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And so when uh, I, I went to this wedding, uh, shout outs to my buddy William and Sung. They got married. Beautiful fucking marriage. But um, just to say how ghetto it is, one of the bridesmaids got their catalytic converter stolen the, the night of the wedding. What? <laughs> Oh god! Did she have a Prius? I don't fucking know. Oh my god! I felt so. I was like, "Damn, bro, fucking Sacramento, dude." Dude, There's a huge epidemic of people stealing like catalytic converters these days. There's some type of metal that people want in it, right? It's like precious metals in there. Yeah, or something like that. Because I, I got my catalytic converter stolen out of my Honda Element. What? Oh yeah. That was one of the biggest reasons why I had to let it go because apparently it's so easy to jack. Oh yeah, it's so high off the ground. Yeah, so people just go in and swipe it. Super easy. But um, yeah, I was in Sacramento for a little bit, went to the river, did all that other bullshit. And of course, this weekend, or uh, actually yesterday, I went to watch the movie that everybody told me to go watch. And we're talking about Shang-Chi. Yeah. The the legend of the 10 fucking cock rings. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, kidding. the 10 bracelets didn't have the right ring to yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> the, ten, the 10 bracelets. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but but I, I saw it opening day. Mm. Uh, oh, you saw it like Thursday, premiere, premiere. Thursday, 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, I walked out of it when I got home. It was like it was pretty fucking late because it was it was longer than I expected. I think it was like something around 1 a.m. But did you go to a, a 1030 viewing? 
I think it was like a 920 viewing or 940 viewing or some shit. Yeah, I, I did around the same time. Yeah. I got out like at a one. So, <laughs> like, uh, I, I get home, I lay in bed, and I'm just like, what the fuck did I think about that movie? I couldn't sleep because I had Diet Coke at the theater. Oh, and yeah. I yeah. haven't had it in such a long I also quit uh, drinking coffee in the morning. So now I'm hypersensitive to caffeine. And so That's me. I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. So I just was thinking about the movie and I just started writing my notes. Next thing I know, there's 12 paragraphs of notes of my thoughts. So a few days later, I go back to watch it again because I don't want to be like, you know, maybe I had these expectations and what I thought it was going to be. And so if I see it a second time, there's no expectations. I know what it is. Then I'm just going to like it for what it is. But my thoughts just stay the same. Like I (laughs) now I don't want people to think about Okay, Here's the thing. Anytime somebody... So far, the, the rhetoric has been when there's an Asian film out there, I feel pressured to say that I liked it. You're right? supposed to like it. You're yeah. supposed to post about it. You're mm-hmm. supposed to tell everyone it's an A+. Plus movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The irony. The, uh, like with uh, Crazy Rich Asians, right? Yeah, that whole vibe. They they were telling me, the people were looking at me wide-eyed like, hey, man, that was such a good film. I did not think it was fucking good, right? Yeah. But I kept my opinions to myself. Now, having said that, Crazy Rich Asians was what two three years ago. Yeah, we have now progressed since that. I think we we are having a lot more Asian American films, and I think that it's okay for me to say my opinions uh, once the film comes out, and I don't have to I don't have to fucking hold back anymore. Yeah, right. And I have a certain level of expectations just for film in general, and I think that Asian Americans and Asian films, uh, or or people who are highlighted, or Asian Americans who are highlighted in these American films, yeah. can do really fucking well. Yes. So having said that, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> like here here's the thing. So read so many reviews, right? Uh, a lot of my peers were like, "This is one of this is probably top five best MCU movies ever." Uh, that was one of the things that people were saying that it was either top five or top three best MCU movies ever. Yeah. So before we go ahead and kind of break it down, I do want to start this off with some positivity about what I liked right. about. The I was film. gonna say we should sandwich it, like say nice things, and then we'll get to the meat. And yeah. Then we'll bread it up with some nice things. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Go for it. First off. Some of the best fight choreography in Marvel anything. Yeah. Amazing. And Winter Soldier was up there with some of the best fight choreography. This one one up there for sure. The bus the the bus fight scene in the beginning of yeah. the film. How yeah. fucking good was that, dude? It was dope. And no, the and the best fight scene was him versus that ninja dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that guy's actually a buddy of mine. Really? He's an Vietnamese dude named yeah. Andy. Shout outs to Andy, dude. That shit was fucking dope. Yeah, he's he like Andy too, uh, him and his brother. They just trained like in their house, in their garage, and in the park. Yeah. And they've been wanting to do action films. They've been uh, influenced by people like Jackie Chan, Donnie Yen, all these like OG martial arts films, which a lot of people forget about, right? Yeah. Because we're so used to in film watching, well, I call it the Jason Statham effect, where mm. it's the quick pans, the, f- the fast whips, right? Right. But of course, when you watch stuff like, um, like Drunken Master and everything else. Wide shots. All long takes, mm-hmm. right? You had to be someone who was really good at wushu, mm-hmm. who was really good at martial arts in order for you to execute this stuff, right? So uh, they kind of, these these young men, they've been uh, training and doing their own fight choreography on YouTube and Instagram for fucking years. And now they've been booking roles because there's not a lot of people who can do what what they do. And it's so fucking good. And yeah. it's, it was apparent in the film. So shout outs to Andy. That was fucking sick. And then- uh... What else nice things you got to say about it? <laughs> oh, I want to give a shout outs to 
two actors that I thought were really, really good in that film. Tony Lung. Yes. Tony fucking Lung, dude. It's in the eyes. Everything is in the eyes. And this is… There was one part of the movie that I… That, that really got me was… It was when uh, Shang-Chi looked at his father and he tells him, Hey, what, do you, what makes you think that, you know, your mother want My mother wants to see you anyways. And no words. You look in his face… The anger and disappointment in his son. And that's all that needed to be said. Yeah. This, By the way, English is not this man's first language. And he was the yeah. best actor in that film. I read up on a scene apparently when he says, don't talk to me like that young man. But he's talking to the old ass dude. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he says, I've lived a thousand more lifetimes than you. Right? That was so cool. But apparently the actual translation is, I've tasted more salt than you've eaten rice in your whole life. That's fucking tight. Why didn't they just say that? Yeah, right. Why didn't they? So I, I would say like that would be our first little mishap, you know, that that kind of ruined it for us, I guess. Like when you have a mistranslation, like sometimes that might be the problem subtitles, but that's like a little nitpicky thing. Would have been dope if they just said, you know, I've eaten more salt than you've eaten rice. That's amazing because like, you know, the Chinese language is very beautiful. There's a lot yeah. of idioms in there. Yeah. I don't know why they translated that. I don't think it needed to be translated that way. I think people would have understood it through the idiom. Yeah. <laughs> also too, female shout out, uh, Fala Ch- I think Fala Chen. She was the one that played uh, Shang-Chi's mom. Okay, yeah. She was fucking awesome, yeah. by the way. I mean, she did a, a lot of her lines were in like Mandarin. But either way, she was also really, really good. Yeah. I thought her acting was fucking amazing too. Like the, like especially the way she kind of portrayed her relationship with the young Shang-Chi and the daughter and how much she cared. And, and the few moments that she had in the film, I thought was fucking really good. So those two were my favorite. Obviously, shout outs to Benedict Wong. He's actually right. one of my favorite um, uh, Asian actors out there mm-hmm. till this day. Yeah. So seeing Benedict Wong, that was always a fucking treat. Other than that, what the fuck? <laughs> it, was, it was a sitcom. Right. Okay. I mean, let's let's start from the beginning of the film, yeah, okay. right? The first fifteen minutes of the film was the best. When I first, when I was watching the the fight choreography between uh, Tony Lung and Fala, yeah, fucking amazing. What it reminded me of was this is what Mulan wanted to be. Right. Right. That fight scene, that whole choreo, everything that was happening in there, especially when they were coming in, he was destroying all the arrows. He was. It, it kind of went through him just. Obviously, in the thousand years he's been alive, just fucking everybody up. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of what Mulan wanted to be. Yeah. Or what I was expecting from Mulan when it came to the fight scenes. And and that that choreo and dance that he was doing with his wife was fucking dope. Right. Like, it, it was amazing that they can use fight scenes um, instead of, you know, them going out for ice cream. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> As seen for, like, for flirtation. And, mm-hmm. like, there's some chemistry here going on, you know, which is great. Um, it goes on to the story of when it kind of moves on like he just wakes up from a dream and he's in a garage, mm-hmm. right? Um, he's living in squalor, you know. Uh, he take, they, takes the bus to work. Uh, he goes to uh, see Aquafina at her house, uh, Katie, that's her name. Well, they went to the, um, they went to go do their job. Their, their, whatever, what it was. Their, their valet. valet. Part, part, here's, here, yeah. here's already the first mishap in this, right? This is what was so fucking dumb. I already knew off of this part, this is where I immediately rolled my eyes. So Simu, oh, I'm sorry. Simu is the main actor, uh, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi. Yeah. Shang-Chi, or Sean, as he's called at this point in the film, is laying in bed. He's doing all the push-up stuff, right? He looks like whatever. I don't know. It, it, it was the whole uh, Bruce, Bruce Wayne type of thing. Wakes right. up, starts doing the push-ups next to the bed type of scene, right? Yeah. Even though that's a DC film. 
And they go over to this scene where you see this expensive car roll out and you see this Asian guy come out of it, right? Which, by the way, they were trying to make it seem like it was Shang-Chi. Right. But you already showed us what he looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and you already showed that he's poor. Yeah. <laughs> so why the fuck would we the, think that that was him? Yeah, it was supposed to be a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but, but how? <laughs> I, I stopped and I was like, that was supposed to be a joke. Yeah, that. Like wrong punchline for a different joke. <laughs> you you already fucked up. The, you gave the fucking punchline already. Yeah, he's already poor in the beginning part, and then you show this guy come out. And what they were trying to do was like, oh, we want to trick the audience for to make them believe that that's yeah. Shang Chi. And it's, then it cuts to him being a valet person. Yeah. But we already saw what he looked like, and you showed a different Asian guy. Why the fuck would we think that's him? Maybe the joke is that he's this yuppie Asian dude. Who spent all his money on a BMW so he can live in a poor ass fucking cockroach infested garage? And when I saw that, and then they revealed the Asian, it was a different Asian guy. And then yeah. it goes, it, it dry cuts to him going picking up the car. Yeah. It's like, bro, we already know the joke. Yeah. We already saw the other Asian guy, but it, it's not him. It, it fell short already. Yeah, I mean, aside from like, uh, it was already in the trailer too. <laughs> so yes. Like, thanks what? for giving that away. Exactly. It didn't make any sense. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know what it was? That scene was paid for by BMW. Mm. <laughs> it's product placement. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the M8 is a fucking sick ass car, but that's another conversation. Yeah. You know, um, the, the important parts come like, um, he, he goes to Katie's house and his mom answers the door, takes off his shoes, cute scene. And, um, the main argument that the mother has with Katie is what, when are you going to go get a real job? Right. And she kind of has that attitude. Like maybe I like my job. Maybe I like, you know, going out with my friends. Maybe I like what I'm doing or whatever. Right? Yeah. And she walks out and then the grandma says to Sean, uh, when are you two getting married? And he says, we're just friends. Right. And okay. Um, platonic friendship. All right, here we go. And they, Go to a bar, and the there was Canal. an Indian Canal. Yeah, yeah. Shout outs to fucking Canal too, by the way, man. It was yeah. dope seeing him in the film. So they're in a bar, and Canal's dating a a, a Chinese girl, mm-hmm. and they're a couple, and they're meeting with them too, and they're talking about high school, how they were rowdy, and then they go, "What happened to you? You know, how, how come you're not you used to be so wild? Why aren't you like?" And she says, "Because I grew up." You know, I got a job. I I found there are more important things in life, and da 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 da. Maybe you guys need to apply some of that in your life, right? Pretty typical Asian American like story you want to tell when the 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 social pressures of like you know assimilating in America. Yeah. Say. Um. What I have to say about all of that is what a waste of time because they don't <laughs> touch any of it. I know, bro. None of these characters change. They're the same fucking people at the end of the movie. Even after the end credits roll, what do they do? Karaoke again. We haven't changed a bit. Bro, (laughs) I'm so glad you said that because that was one of my initial like biggest gripes that already put me in a bad mood for the film, right? If you are going to use these things as like a moral standpoint or maybe even an insight into culture, right? There has to be a growth in the character. Yes. One of the biggest faults that they had in um, Shang-Chi is that I didn't give a fuck about him, dude. Yeah. You know who I gave a fuck about? The Mandarin. Tony Mandarin, Wu. Yeah, yeah. Wenwu. That's his name in the movie. Yeah, Wenwu. Yeah. I gave so much fucks about him because 
he actually had a heart, yeah. right? Yeah. Shang-Chi, he abandoned his fucking sister, yeah. right? <laughs> Disappeared for damn near 16 fucking years, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what? Comes to kill his fucking dad because his heart is hurting because his mom, his wife fucking got murdered. Yeah. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> I was <laughs> like… Was- yeah, there was literally like no character change or like what he believed. Like, I didn't even understand his relationship with his father, to be honest. Like, my brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Skillshare. Listen to me. I'm a cut to the chase. I know you're like me. You have hobbies, you have goals, and a bunch of things you want to learn and try, but you don't know where to get the right information because there's a lot of garbage out there. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning with so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives. Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Don't be the seed that's in the dirt that turns out to be a poop plant. Get some real growth, son. The course I'm checking out right now is YouTube Success Script Shoot and Edit by Marcus Brownlee, one of my favorite online creators. And I've been doing this a very long time, but you guys already know your boy is about learning and upping his skills. MKBHD, thanks for the tips. So remember, explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash brain and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash brain. Are you pissed on? Because you know, you know, right before their big fight scene, he says, "I'm not afraid of you anymore." And I'm like, "Were you afraid?" <laughs> exactly, dog. That <laughs> when that line literally made no sense. Yeah, what did you do to earn having that moment to say, "I'm not afraid of you anymore"? We didn't even know you were. <laughs> yeah, it didn't show in any of the flashbacks. It seems like you guys had a really great relationship. Yeah, and in fact, he taught you everything and how to fight. And in fact, what it actually shows that your relationship was pretty good because you look, you I kind of actually idolized your father because there was that saying, the whole blood for blood thing. Yeah. And you agreed. You wanted revenge for your mother. That's what it seemed like anyways. Yeah. And then when he went off to the mission, he just disappeared. Yeah. Don't know if he got revenge or killed anybody. So um, we'll, we'll get to yeah. the story because after that scene, they're riding the bus and they get attacked. Mm-hmm. Dope fucking scene. It was dope how they turned into like kind of a mini hallway scene when they're traveling through the bus. Shout out to old boy. Yeah. It was a great, great fight scene. Um, After that, so Katie learns that Sean knows Kung Fu. Yes. (laughs) What? You're a badass. You're da-da-da and this and that. And then he kind of says, yeah, they're they're the members of the Ten Rings organization. They're after me, blah, 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 blah. So I have to go to where they are. Why did you run away in the first place again? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you why, go disappear again? Yeah. Why were you in hiding from your father and they found you? What's motivating you to go back? Nothing. You just decide to. Instead of, it would seem like in the character we're seeing, it would be motivated to hide even further. Nope. As much as we wanted this to be an Asian American film, it's, they fly to fucking China. <laughs> And, and, and we're on a base where there's all these white henchmen. <laughs> also, dude, that was the weird thing, right? It's like this underground Chinese badass thing. 80% of them Russian. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is happening here? What is going on? And also, too, you know, I think his motivation, he said, was, oh, I got it. They're going to go after my sister next. Mm. You already abandoned her for 16 fucking yeah. years. You've had no contact. What are you talking about? She could be dead for all the fuck you know. You left her when she was 10 years old. And why is she even more in danger now than she was 10 years ago and you not knowing what the fuck happened to her? What motivation do you have in there besides, oh, you two share a pendant from your mom? 
That's it. Yeah. That's but why do we it. care? And we don't even at this point care about the pen about his mom. Yeah. You know, because we just, they just tell her us she dies and then they, they do the flashback in the middle of the movie. And then by that point, it's like, then we don't care about those pendants still. You know, it should have mattered for us to care. Like if, if Sean doesn't care, then we don't care. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the same way with Katie's character, she's supposed to be our um, fish, not fish out of water, but like the everyday person like yeah. you and I, we follow the story through her eyes of how unbelievable this is. Look, no, no qualms about Aquafina and her acting, to be honest, but I have a problem with her character. <laughs> in yeah, yeah, film. yeah. Um, her acting wasn't that great in this film either, though. <laughs> like I said, it's a sitcom. Yeah. Like a Marvel sitcom well, this movie. Is, I mean, we could talk about this part too, right? Did, did, was it just me or did it feel like all the budget was put into the CGI and all the fighting? And when it came to the important parts of the film too, which is the dialogue, which progresses the story, they yeah. could give two fucks less about how it was lit, how it was shot, and the direction and the acting. Yeah, That's what I felt, right? I, I don't know how many times there was a joke that completely missed and the theater was quiet. <laughs> Every time they had a joke, ba-dum-bum, I kept on hearing this. Ba-dum-bum, I'm not Korean, I'm Chinese. Yeah, like... <laughs> also, to get your... St- <laughs> <laughs> like, get your stereotypes right too, right? The whole, yeah. you know, the whole karaoke thing is a, is a Korean-Filipino thing, yeah. as most, you know, Asian people know. But also too, it's just, you know, they kind of... Did the joke where um, there was the Asian girl who was studying on her laptop at the uh, bus. She goes, I bet you my mom wanted me to be like her. Cool. And then they slice the laptop in half. She goes, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, fucking hell, dude. Yeah. Like there's murderers on the bus right now. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. And it's just. They, oh, all- they had the vagina joke on the bus too. My mom would be so proud if she came out of my mom's vagina. Yeah. <laughs> That's super. Wah, wah. <laughs> you know, like those were moments in the theater where there wasn't a lot of people in the theater because I went late, but nobody was laughing. Yeah. It's just like, who wrote these fucking jokes? Why are these jokes so bad? I, I kind of, I went in the, to the Chinese theater. So there was a lot of Marvel fans, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and from my end of my experience was sometimes I was wondering why people were laughing. <laughs> And uh, or why are they applauding on some parts or whatever? Um, I mean, I follow the MCU deep. You We're know. both Marvel fans. Yeah. We grew up with this, and, and mind you, too. I'm doing everything in my ball sack to love this film, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to dislike these parts. Yeah, we're not here just trying to be contrarians because yeah. all of our friends are hyping the movie. We're trying to give our best uh, objective opinions. Uh, that's kind of an oxymoron, but you know, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, how, that's yeah. the nature of movie reviews. And, and, the thing too, it's like the dialogue was so bad. Like it, it made me feel like they didn't care about the dialogue at yeah. all. And I understand that there are certain films too where you mainly focus on the action. But because this is within the Marvel Universe, you need the dialogue to explain the story about what's going on. If there's going to be this much exposition, yes. you better write this shit well. Yeah. Right? Like Hateful Eight, the most exposition movie ever. But why is it so awesome? Because Quentin Tarantino writes dope dialogue. Yeah. You know? And they just... That's what this is what I was so confused about, right? Is are is their acting bad or was the writing that bad that they couldn't act well? And I I believe it's the latter. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. It's like 
how I, I felt so weird watching yeah. this. It, it felt like a YouTube sketch. Yeah. Especially that the 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 bar scene where they're just talking, having that casual conversation. Yeah. It's like, am I watching something on YouTube right now? Exactly. It, it looked was, like a YouTube scene. It seemed like a very improvised fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> like dialogue movie. They kind of like, just threw away. You this guys part. be yourselves and and just say whatever you would say. It, it was just and also too, the acting was extremely over the top. Like that's why I say sitcom. Marvel. Yeah. You know? I, I thought there was going to be a laugh track every time they made a joke. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Is it, are we on the set of Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah. Or is this a fucking Marvel film? Or the fact that, okay, th- so my biggest problem I was going to get to about Katie was, you know, me saying that she is our eyeballs, you know, because she's the normal person, right? Um, Except when she starts taking in the story and seeing the surreal, like crazy magic kung fu and all this shit she's supposed to come to terms with it and we we see the unbelievable happen through her so we suspend our disbelief but too many jokes she kept mocking everything that kept happening Mm -hmm. right so um they go to macau they have the dope ass fucking fight uh the fucking scaffolding fight too like callbacks to a rush hour two and many other uh jackie chan movies um, they get captured by their father. Father's very affectionate with Shang Chi, <laughs> so I'm like, "Why are you mad at him?" No, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, but uh, uh, they they have dinner, and he does more exposition about the Mandarin and who the true Mandarin is. Um, and he actually says, "It's time for you to take up my place in the Ten Rings organization." He's like, I would never do that. And then we're sitting here waiting. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you live in a fucking basement. Your dad's a fucking billionaire, you know? You don't want to live for a thousand years, bro? <laughs> like that life seems dope. <laughs> you, you know, you know why this was so confusing to me and why I started rolling my eyes was the scene in where uh his mom, Fala, mm. dies. Yeah. The way that it was set up, I thought his dad killed his mom. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> well, because because he hated his dad. Right. Because he kept he was I'll never take this over. I was like, what's what's the reason why he hates his dad so much? Right. And I was like, he he must have killed his mom or something. It was somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> and then so that's where the exposition goes wrong. So you're gonna flashback that, but then you're gonna exposition a key fucking point, the, the exact point that you're talking about missing, which is they go into halfway. Uh, on the airplane, right? He he gives the flashback story scene. His mom dies, so he gets trained like a motherfucker, like him growing up, right? Being trained to be an assassin very harshly. And his sister isn't, though. Sister's pushed in the background, and she has to learn on her own. And uh, basically, they get interrupted and because before he was going to say, his dad set him up, gave him a spear to go finally kill the person responsible of murdering his his mom. And then peanuts or whatever. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> and and then she goes, Did you go through with it? And he says, No. You know. All right. So we go to China, meet his sister. She's the head of this underground fight club. Um, nice pants. <laughs> you know, I like your pants. Thanks. Yeah. And then okay, fight scene, their father. Uh, finds them they get flown out to the mountains uh somewhere 
And that's where the organization, the headquarters is set up. She goes back into her, you know, sees her old house and she doesn't seem to give a shit at all. Yeah. (laughs) She ran away, but she gave herself up. uh, I don't know. Like there was a weird line between altruism where she saves and like helps Katie from falling. And then the other one where she fucking axe kicks a motherfucker off a building. Yeah. And then she goes, America made you soft. Yeah. And then gets caught anyway. All right. Well, fine. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, everything up to that point led to the fact that those two pendants were dragon eyeballs, you know, so they can see a water map of how to get to Talo, mm-hmm. that magical land um, that where Wenwu met his wife, you know, and they end, get, end, end up being tossed in a prison cell, right? And this is what I mean. After all that happened, Katie mocks what happened. Yeah. <laughs> she says, you know, I thought your dad needed therapy because of his delusions, but I'm beginning to think it's real. <laughs> and, the, and his sister, his sister says crazier things have come true, right? Meaning shit like, you know, Thor and Asgard, the fucking mm-hmm. Chitauri invasion and Avengers and all these catalytic crazy events where we have even, you know, a bunch of alien invasions and magic sorcerers and all that. And because there's that before, we're supposed to accept this crazy story. Yeah. And with Katie's character, it wasn't her processing. It was like, oh, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't give a fuck, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, we're just being told, yep, here's a ride over and over and over again. Wow, this is crazy, but it's happening. Cool. It's happening. And also, too, like her character, too, like what what the fuck was the point of your character? You know, right. Like you were supposed to help us. Yeah. For the ride or process. And if, if you're his right hand person, right, were you there? Did you give him clarity? Did you? help like morally guide his choices. No, nah, she was a down ass bitch though. <laughs> That's about it. That's really know? about because it. Because it was so fucking platonic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like here, this, is, this is the weird thing too, right? It's like, so, you know, he hears about this whole fable. So, you know, the dragon eyes opens up this, this, this passageway because it's very hard to get into the land that she lives in. It's like this mystical, uh, his mom lives in, right? Or lived in because she passed away. Yeah. This mystical land with all Talo. these. Talo. Yeah, Talo with all these fucking creatures, right? And it, it, the, I guess like the thing that really bothered me was just like, it was a lot easier to get into that I thought it was too. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, why'd you have such a hard time? You had, you had the 10 rings. <laughs> you had the 10 rings and you had this fucking animal. Yeah. You know, it was just a little too easy to get it. So that's what I'm saying about what's missing. Like where we have to keep assuming everyone's motives. Yeah. Right? Like... This podcast is brought to you by Fiverr, my friends. We've all got that oddly specific thing we're good at, but no one's great at everything. Fiverr connects you to best-in-class freelancers with experience in hundreds of digital specialties and every skill imaginable to help you with any project. Listen, I've been doing business. I've been in entertainment for a very long time. If I did everything by myself, I would get nothing done. And on top of that, too, they're just people that you need to outsource for freelance work when it comes to making a business or doing your job. And I've been using Fiverr for everything from um, 
logos to like music stuff to animation you name it they have the freelance work that's right there and they communicate super fast there's 24 7 customer service um pricing is always like project based so you don't have to pay hourly which has been a big pain in the ass before and you don't have to do any guessing games because you'll know exactly what you're paying for up front no negotiating needed find a freelancer with the specific skills you need for your next project check out fiverr.com and receive 10 percent off your first order by using my code genius brain find all the digital services you need in one place at f-i-v-e-r-r.com code genius brain again that's fiverr.com code genius brain we should have seen him getting banished from talo the first time because mm-hmm. he meets his wife they fall in love and maybe he wanted to live in talo right but they see the 10 rings they know they know they, they know his past right and so they he's forbidden from coming in the city right but she's in love so she stays with him and she leaves the mystical you know you know universe out of love and he, you know, has become resentful because he wants it because he is a conqueror. He wants to go in there, you know, but he's banished for his love. But he chooses love. But what happens? His wife gets murdered. That's so much better, like, motivation. <laughs> I just thought up of that shit. We don't see any of that, actually, yeah. you know? So that's, that's just the biggest problem with this movie. It's like it's so unmotivated. It's a roller coaster on rails. You get in for the ride and you leave. Because it goes back to what we were saying, too. It's like, why is he such a fucking dick to his dad? Because yeah. <laughs> he gave him every rationale to tell him, like, listen, I'm doing this because I hear the voice of your mom. I think she's still alive, right? Which, by the way, in this MCU universe, like as mentioned in the film, crazier things have happened. Yeah. So it is believable, right? And right. we're talking about Chinese mysticism here. We're talking about magic. So when he said that in the beginning, I believe him, too. Like, yeah. there was no reason for me not to believe that that was a possibility. Yeah. Right? But then he's sitting here like, no, mom is dead. Right? And just kind of shuts down the fucking conversation immediately. And he's, like, treating his dad like he's a fucking asshole. The asshole part really doesn't make sense because all the exposition that went into the background of his character, his him and his father actually had a good relationship. Yeah. He taught him how to fight, and he was teaching him how to fight in order to get revenge for taught his- Taught him how to speak English. Yeah. <laughs> taught him how to speak English. Did you see how kind he was to him in, in that part where he was yeah. teaching him how to speak English? Yeah. He showed himself being a loving father. He wasn't cold-hearted in the film. He didn't mistreat him at all. In fact, he was very heavy-handed in his upbringing. Yeah. Even when they went into the bar, right? That scene where he went to go find the um, the, the, the fucking- The gang that killed his wife. Yes, the brown yeah. jacket gang. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. He fucked them up. He right? fucked them up. And then his son was like shocked at first, but he's like, no, that's right. This is this is right. Yeah, and he went through with the training. Mm-hmm. So, so let's let's get toward around that. So uh, going back where we left off uh, with the plot of the film, uh, they're in a prison. They find Trevor, the old Mandarin. You know, great callback. Uh, he was a funny guy. I think they did it justice. The only funny person yeah. in the film. <laughs> but but when he was giving that exposition about the Mandarin, right? I think we could have seen some more antagonistic side, mm. antagonistic side of Wenmu. Um, maybe he pulled him out in chains and made him perform for him, right? Some evil shit, some bad guy shit. That's why Shang-Chi would need to stop his father because, mm-hmm. oh my God, you're a piece of shit. Um, or perhaps um, we can see that uh, Wenmu with the Ten Rings could destroy Iron Man, 
that he would have been an actual legit threat than the fa- more than the fake one in Iron Man three. Yeah, you know we didn't get that. We just these these guys are really good at kung fu. Mm-hmm. You know why that triggers me? Because that was the only way I got by through high school. Some rumor went around, don't fuck with him. He knows Kung Fu. Yeah. And somehow that's like the biggest threat in the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's as if the audience is supposed to be like, oh, if they know Kung Fu, then they're the best movie, you know, protagonist or antagonist, whatever. Don't, they're not to be fucked with. Yeah. Kind of thing. Which is, it just doesn't fucking fly anymore. You got to tell us why. Not just tell us, actually. You got to show us why. Because there's enough exposition in telling it. There was this just also, too, it's like, they did so such a big job and a big effort in humanizing Wenwu, yeah. right? But nobody showed sympathy for him. Right. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> nobody showed sympathy for this guy who gave up being a warlord, right? To live a peaceful life and raise his family, had everything taken away from him. And his biggest motivation now is just to get his wife back. His children had no sympathy for him. Yeah. Whatsoever. Which is gets more confusing towards the end. And we'll we'll get to that part, but it it's the lack of motivation for why anybody feels anything towards anybody. Yeah, you know, it like that's why it's just a roller coaster. It's like a sign that passes by really fast. They're angry at each other. She's sad. This is funny. Fight, 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 fight. You know, like we're grateful for the great CGI. It had better CGI than Black Panther. Yeah, you know, but if I could have. Oscar nominated best picture worthy film with bad CGI or a stinker with great CGI I'd go with the Oscar nominated stink bad CGI right uh we didn't get that one I'll tell you this though here's the thing so they get into this part of the film right if we if we go into the last act right it's the um the, the village in which his mom grew up right yeah you get to see familiar faces that we've seen in a lot of films Michelle uh, Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Fucking amazing seeing her. Amazing actress. Shout outs to Michelle Yeoh. And we also saw he was in a uh, uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Um, I forgot his name. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I just read his yeah, name. I, but I can't remember yeah. right now. But he was one of the, the, the village guys, right? Yeah. Can we also talk about how bad the costume was for Shang-Chi? <laughs> That's why people say like, what's this guy's superpower? Well, he doesn't have any, but he has a dragon shirt. <laughs> it's a t-shirt made out it of dragon scales it just looked like plastic rubies yeah. on a fucking shirt right and then this is the part that had me dying laughing when they did a wide of his full outfit it was like pack sun jeans and mm-hmm. bands yeah some dockers <laughs> what the fuck was that dude so this gift that they gave him is like you only need to protect your upper body yeah don't worry about the bottom part just looking the- at him like I'm gonna blast your dick off <laughs> <laughs> the costume was so bad. Also, too, the 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 weapon design, the the, the it just their sticks looked like a burnt cigarette, like yeah. that, that was losing the light, you know, <laughs> just ash. And this was their fucking. It's like it's dragon scales. It looked terrible. The yeah. weapons did not look fucking good. That's so like uh, the Ten Rings gang uh, gang follows them under the waterfall. To their magical Narnia. I mean, Talo. Yes. <laughs> to Narnia. Yeah. With all the Narnia creatures flying about. Seriously. Like, well, how are you going to argue that and say it's not Narnia? Oh, and shout out to this thing being, this is going to be the biggest war ever. It's like 50 people. 
Dude, in, in the front yard. In the, <laughs> didn't it look like it was somebody's backyard? Yeah. Like there was supposed to be a wedding there? Yeah, seriously. The biggest war ever. And then, the, 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 by the way, the body of water that in which this dragon lives in is like a pond. Yeah. It must be like fucking free willy down there. He would get me out. I know. This is a super small pond. Yeah, maybe it's deep. Yeah, I, 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 it's just fucking ridiculous, dude. I was like, this is – the magical world is so small. Yeah. It's allocated to this really, really small spot. Well, that's what I mean. Like that whole world got hit at us in the third act. Mm-hmm. Imagine Asgard just coming in the last few minutes of the film. Imagine like Wakanda coming in the last minutes of Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they had no world building of it except those wooden um, like sculptures. <laughs> yeah. Like those were sick. I, I wonder if they were real or CG. But, you know, like if. They were going to do more exposition. You know, they, they say, we have cities. This is just a village. Shout out to, by the way, in Aquafina. Uh, what's her name? Katie. Katie, Katie yeah. in the film, learning how to shoot a bow in three hours. Right. And that's the problem. Because at the end, she mocks it. Yeah, I learned like bow and arrow in like a day and I killed a dragon. And I killed a Cthulhu, like shot in the throat. And then- Yo, shout out to all the people that died though, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. This scene wasn't supposed to be funny, but literally I cried laughing. It was when he was like, shoot it in the throat. And as he says it throughout the whole film, he was like, you're not ready yet. You're not. Yeah. He gets picked up and murdered in two seconds. Right. What uh, the fuck? These unfulfilling deaths, like that badass ninja dude. Oh, um, yeah. They, they fight the best fighting. They have a history because this motherfucker used to child abuse him and they don't have an, another one last fight. No, this motherfucker gets his soul taken away like. Man, like, come on. Were you building intentionally to just be like, like, come on. Like, you got to build that until that big last fight. Because what was the fight with his father worth? What did it mean? This father-son fight. Nothing. Like, nothing. It didn't mean anything. Except to tell us he's not afraid of him anymore. But we didn't know. Dude, two of the worst jokes happened in the last act. It was when she was holding the bundle of arrows. And then me... I, I was just sitting there. I was with a friend and I was like, hey, we looked at each other. We're like, they, she better not do the thing where she's like, I can't fit in the door because the, the, the sticks yeah. are too long. <laughs> and they fucking did it. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I should turn the fucking arrow sideways. I'm yeah. like, who wrote the fucking jokes, man? And then- when, TV sitcom writers. Dude, it was literally a TV sitcom. And then when the, the, the demon started coming down, right? And then there was the big Russian guy, right? He's like, we're not scared of anybody. Baba. Okay, maybe we need your yeah. help. <laughs> we uh, should work together. Right? Oh my God, dude. Why does he even have a sword for an arm? Yeah. How come he couldn't just have a regular arm? <laughs> it just probably cost $10,000 per shot to take his exactly. arm out. His sword arm did nothing for the film. Yeah. It literally did nothing. I mean, the one of the other important scenes is the night before the battle. Uh, Shang-Chi is by himself by the lake and oh crying to himself and Katie catches up with him and he starts going into exposition, finishing the story he didn't get to finish on the airplane. And he tells her that he did go through with the, the assassination, right? And she goes, wow, your dad trained you to be an ch- assassin as a child and made you do all these things. That's messed up. He's like, yeah. And then he wipes a tear from his eye. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Show us. Please show us you killing this guy. Yeah. 
show us you as a badass teenage assassin, you know, who is fucking angry, but is scared, right? Finally has a chance to, to get revenge because of what the lies his father has been telling him, right? There's like his dad putting in his brain in this mindset into murdering and getting revenge yeah. for him, right? But then uh, let, let's say we see him actually go through with killing this guy, getting his revenge, but him being horrified, him being sick, him being traumatized over this dead body. Because at this point, he's only supposed to be like 14 or 16 yeah. or some shit, right? Like what a real child soldier goes through and why that's messed up. Show us why it was so messed up. You know, instead, he's just this, you know what you did. I don't exactly. like you. <laughs> you know? Dog, that scene, I started laughing. And once again, this is where I was conflicted. Is it that Simu's acting is really subpar or was it the writing? Because he did, he was doing things in that scene that I couldn't stop giggling at. Like, it was, I'm sad. And he turns away and he goes, <laughs> sitcom shit. It's sitcom like, stuff. It's like, is this his fault or is it the director's fault at this point? Is it the writing's fault? Maybe it's 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 one. It was both. so maybe fucking corny. Yeah, and there's no and once again, extra cheese. And just to go back to it, right? He's like, he goes, "I'm gonna have to kill my father." I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Yeah, you didn't you didn't even try to talk to him, asshole. If we had seen him, his trauma then we would also understand his resentment for his father. There's a part in the film too where he's a kid, right? Yeah. He's constantly punching that thing. I think it was his dad that told him, hey, you need to stop and rest. Mm. <laughs> so why is his dad such an asshole? There's clearly something that happened in between, yeah. right? But th- there was a lot of loving moments for Wenwu throughout that whole film. Yeah. So why are you going to kill him? You didn't even try to talk to him. You just called him an idiot and that he's dumb. And of course his dad flips out on him. And he's like, dude, take them fucking away. Right? Yeah. He didn't even say, hey dad, why, why, mom's gone. Like you got to let her go. Then we had to have, um, in this, in the writing for this character, we had to have seen um, how the rings or whatever it is since his mother's death affected him towards either like an insanity because of his schizophrenia because mm-hmm. he's hearing voices in his head and then he starts doing irrational things like making crazy irrational things to get his way to get his wife back saw none of that murdering yeah no we don't see any of that he's just a very stoic person for ha- hearing voices in his head he's very pretty stoic sane. man yeah very sane <laughs> he's like your your mother is calling me from outside the gate in this mystical yeah. world which it, clearly it exists he goes, we need to go find her because they're holding her captive. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? My friends, that has been me my whole life until I started therapy and I got my counseling that I needed. And I'll tell you this right now, your boy is happier than ever. Now, when I first started out doing this, I had certain thoughts about therapy and counseling and it uh, wasn't too favorable. Thought it made me weak, but that's just the stuff that I grew up with. And when I kind of let go of those things and decide to use BetterHelp, my life has been pretty freaking good. BetterHelp is committed to facilitate great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's actually more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available for you. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials, my friends. You can see how dope it is for yourself. Visit BetterHelp.com 
slash genius. That's better H-E-L-P and join over 2 million people who have taken charge over their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for Genius Brain listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash genius. Sounds pretty logical to me, man. Yeah, it sounds like what a superhero would do. Exactly. (laughs) Like, we have to save your mother. She's actually not dead. And once again, because it's in the MCU universe where – it's in the MCU where magic exists, this is clearly a possibility. Mm. But instead, this asshole who's supposed to be the hero in this film is just a fucking dick. And we don't know why. There's – yeah. There was no development for that side. Like, okay, so we maybe we got enough um, empathy, but we didn't get the clear understanding of his an- antagonism. Also, too, when he put the dagger in his son's hand, it, he didn't say, you do this or you're not my son. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. There was, there, there was hardly any real expectations, mm-hmm. you, you know, out of each character for another. Therefore, there was no conflict. It was just to us as an audience, there their relationship is fucked up because of miscommunication. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need to work on your communication skills. Yeah. You know? it's, it's like his son didn't communicate to his dad that he didn't want to do it. And then he's like, I'm mad. Yeah. I'm going to run away. You didn't seem to tell your dad any of this. And in fact, it seemed like you really wanted to do this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like we didn't get why. Like we were just supposed to know that Wenwu was the bad guy just because he's the bad guy. And he you really know? wasn't. Yeah. Like if. Like, what is he doing that other superheroes don't do? You know? Yeah. They they go out and get revenge. They go out and do things for love. But when they're deceived, they get the benefit of the doubt, right? Like when Hawkeye was fucking mind-controlled in the first Avengers. He's, you know, like something that came out of it. Instead, he died from that Cthulhu thing. His soul got sucked out. Yeah. You know, just because that's what happened. There was no, oh my God, I was being uh, deceived. This was a voice and all this regret. There was no like uh, conflict in the beginning where like you have to obey me. You have to take over this organization. You got to do what I say. You know, it was he just acted that way towards other ancillary characters, not exactly towards Shang-Chi. Yeah. You know, so therefore we, we don't really get too much of why he's such an antagonist. Yeah. We don't understand the motivation behind why he's doing these things. Here's the other thing that made Shang-Chi look super bad too. His fucking father dies. He just stares back at him and just flies away. (laughs) (laughs) That's it? Your fucking dad just died, bro. He had to save the village. (laughs) There was no like, you know, mourning process for his father dying. And by the way, when we go back to this thing, the reason why I really didn't like Shang-Chi's character, it was like he was such a dick to his dad. When he already knew the motivation, which I mentioned before, but he looked at his dad and he goes, what makes you think our mom would even want to talk to you? Yeah. It's like, bro, how fucking dare you? Yeah. How fucking dare you? They like, they had sex. You didn't have sex with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm fucking around. Yeah. You <laughs> no, but for naked. real, no, you're a valid point. Like, yeah. seriously, what, what gives you the right? He's known your mother way longer than you've known her. Gave up the, the beauty of their relationship, right? It, it was It was kind of um, portrayed... In the choreography, mm. he's the brutish guy, strength, even his stance, yeah. fist, super fucking strong. She's like the wind and the water. She flows really well. Yeah. He gave up this, he gave up his life, and she also gave up hers to make sure that they had this. They were harmony. Mm. They were yin and yang. That's this is a beautiful fucking relationship. And this kid 
Shang-Chi is just entitled to everything. He's entitled yeah. to call his father a piece of shit, even though what? What did he do to him? Yeah. Besides, but he trained you really, really fucking hard, which, is, <laughs> which, was, some, which was a goal that you wanted because you wanted to seek revenge as well. So he killed a man in front of him, but then you took all the training. You know, that's what I'm saying. They didn't show us his resentment. They yeah. didn't show us how he um, got out of that lie. And therefore, that's why he was in hiding in the first place. The only person whose resentment might have made sense was his sisters because she was pushed aside, maybe. And then she kind of felt like, oh, well, I had to learn everything on my so I have to prove to my dad that I'm also worthy. Yeah. And I also have to prove it to my brother. That somewhat made sense to me. But you still assumed that motive. We didn't see any of that motive, yeah. right? That's why at the end, you know, the post credits, uh, she takes over the Ten Rings organization. Why? Why? Right? If we had seen something like um, Wenwu obsessed with training Shang-Chi, so he uh, he abandons and neglects or was her name Xia Ling? I think that's her name. Yeah. But uh, his Shang-Chi's sister. And she watched, there's one scene where she watches in the background him training and she's picking it up herself. And mm -hmm. then she also expositions that to Aquafina, you know. Um, so we, we don't see her actually growing like in resentment for her father because of her neglect. You know, we just kind of assume it, you know. And we, we would have understood that like if we saw any intention for Wenmu to give the Ten Rings to Shang-Chi, that he trained him so that he could fulfill because he was, you know, my wife's dead. I'm ready to give up, give up eternal life, mm -hmm. right? But then part of, you know, the story turn would be that Shang-Chi resents the fact that he had to murder someone. And then also because of the deceptive voices in his head, he decides to keep the rings on longer, you know? Mm -hmm. And... That's what I mean. Like we we saw to we should have saw his sister get jealous and resentful towards Shang Chi as well because she was never going to inherit the Ten Rings. But what she could do is take take over the Ten Rings organization. Yeah, you know, and so therefore that's why she set up the Fight Club underground. So to you know that she would have a place to come up, you know, into that. We didn't see any of that. I just literally thought of a better story scenario in my head just now. <laughs> <laughs> and all that stuff makes perfect sense too. And also too, um, why is it that his sister is so quick to forgive Shang-Chi when he fucking abandoned her? Yeah. What, why is she, why is he so much better than her father? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Why is she so all buddy, buddy cool with him now? I don't understand that shit. Because they know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so, so many yeah. things that just didn't make fucking sense in this film. Like you're mentioning a lot of the the two sides of the same coin between Wen Wu and his wife. And we could have seen it between Shang-Chi and his sister too. Yeah. Being like a Killmonger, T'Challa situation. Mm -hmm. We don't see that. We don't see any motivation. We don't see any reason why she's going to take up this organization. We get she has resentment for her father. But I don't know why we don't see any of it. You know, we, he, she just says, yeah, he was obsessed. Also, too, let's just talk about this part, right? And we're going to go back to um, uh, Aquafina's character. Mm -hmm. What's her name again? Katie. Katie. So this girl doesn't know anything jack shit about Arrow. She just learned it in a day, like yeah. three, four hours. I say <laughs> yeah. three hours, but it was like a day, right? Yeah. Comes in, shoots this fucking arrow, a single arrow, 
fucks up this mystical dragon creature's throat. One arrow. Yeah. So knowing that a single arrow can fuck up this crazy beast, right? Which, by the way, these arrows are covered in the dragon scales. Yeah. The dragon is fighting it. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, just rub up against it, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Just sneeze on it. He's like, no, my scales are more powerful when I'm dead. Yeah. (laughs) I got to shed. You know, I need some more psoriasis going on. (laughs) I need a sunburn. I I literally, he's like, my dandruff kills it. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Like, I mean, it was cool. Like with the dragon and writing, it was kind of Dragon Ball Z-ish. They have it like, that's what I'm saying. Like they mock this entire third act Mm -hmm. when they're back at the bar. Because it's like, yeah, and then I learned, you know, bone arrow in a day and I killed a thing. Like, they just mock it. So we, how are we supposed to care if you don't care? One single arrow hits it in the throat. It's bleeding like a motherfucker. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and that's pretty oh, much I it. can't suck souls anymore. <laughs> <laughs> how come they just all didn't shoot like a thousand arrows at it? I'm pretty sure yeah. if that one single arrow that tapped its throat, you would have killed it pretty easy. I mean, and you also get a gang... You know, we see that they have guns, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they show up to the magical universe without the guns. <laughs> We're fucking ridiculous, yeah. dude. Yeah. I it, mean, it, it, there's a lot of backwards things that happen. Like, in between all the lines, though, yeah, there's good shit for sure. But doesn't you know, make it a good movie. It doesn't make it a good movie. And here's the thing, too. This is the conversation that I was getting really kind of upset at, right? Especially when people who I was talking to about this, right? They go, well… And this always happens with Asian American films, which is starting to really piss me off because we do have a lot of great actors. We do have a lot of great directors and filmmakers. And so people keep doing this thing where they see this film and they go, they do this for CG animated films. They do this for all this stuff. They go, well, what, who's the audience for, right? It did what it did for the people who wanted to see it. I was like, no, 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 no. It's, it's Jim Bob in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he has to get in the seats too. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. You keep making fucking excuses. This film was not made for children. Mm. This film was just made to be a Marvel film. Yeah. General That's, audience. You got to get everybody. The entire ex- quadrant. Exactly. It wasn't made for a children's audience, right? They're like, oh, what did you expect out of Marvel films? I don't know. Fucking the first Iron Man, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, Logan. Civil War. Civil War. Infinity War. Infinity War. Black Panther. What are you? That's why I keep saying Black Panther got nominated for Best Picture. Do people like forget that? Like what the fuck are you talking about here, dude? So when people keep making excuses for this stuff, right? It's like, are you simply okay saying that this is a great film just because there was a bunch of Asian Americans in it, right? Yeah. Or just because the fight scenes were great. Yeah. I'm talking about this as a film as a whole. And once again, I'm saying this as somebody who really, really wanted to like this yeah. film. We only feel this way because we wanted it to <laughs> be good. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Hate it or love it. We did set the bar with Black Panther yeah. for films like this. You know, and yet we had the chance, you know, to get a, a better story, some character fucking growth, some culture no, like, what was the culture in a fucking bombed out gangster base? You know, no, it was in Talo, in Narnia, in a f- made up land, you know. But then we had no chance to actually care about Talo at all. We don't care about it as much as we did Asgard, even after it blew up. We don't care about it like we do about Wakanda. You Dude, know? it's just like also too, like the Asian jokes too, they didn't really do any 
service for anybody. Like that karaoke joke at the end was so bad, dude. Or, and they start karaoke, yeah. right? Like, exactly. <laughs> the, and it goes back to that Asian girl screaming because her homework got destroyed in her laptop, right? I look at that. It's like you, like if it if it was like a black exploitation film, you might as well just had to do with a bucket of fried chicken and somebody threw it on the floor. Yeah, like no, exactly. Like, come it's on, like, man, do better. Like do way better than that. What the fuck are you thinking, dude? Just, just like, what do you want here? Like you said, you wanted this film to uplift Asian Americans, but you have these very low hanging fruit, fucking Asian jokes in it. Yeah, right? didn't make sense to me. And they were like unpromising characters with dead end jobs. And at the end of the film, if they're back in America, they're doing the same thing they were doing. Dude. That's why I say it's Narnia because they all the magic happens somewhere else and they go back to their regular lives and then they try to claim that they've grown. Yeah. Have they? His, Have they? No, zero growth. And like the majority of the characters, they just didn't emote. Like once again, like I, like I said, man, he was a freak, fuck, fucking nice guy, right? Mm-hmm. Met him a couple of times. We'd worked on a Wong Fu thing together or whatever. You motherfucker got no emotion in his face. <laughs> it's just the same face. It's just the same yeah. fucking face. I get it. I guess like, look, but the whole people saying he's ugly thing, you know. I mean, he has a big ass fucking head. That's yeah. for sure. But I, I, I don't know I about him being ugly. I would say he's like the Jeremy Renner of us. He's the Daniel Craig. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a little potato face, but then a handsome, you know. Yeah, he has charm to him. Yeah. Um, it's just that, you know, I think this had the whole Brie Larson, Captain Marvel thing. Mm. Where during the press tour, you know, we kind of see the character through you. But when we see the real you and you're obnoxious, you know, um, and you're arrogant. And then on the screen, we're supposed to buy that you're a superhero. It's it's harder to want to see, to accept. It's harder to digest. Um, the whole time, it was just, this is what it is. You're in for the ride. I would have called it like Harold and Kumar meets Dragon Ball Z, you know. Because <laughs> think about it: if 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 Katie and Shang Chi were high the whole time, it wouldn't have changed the story. Do you know what? <laughs> even think about it like this: you know what this movie is, though, right? What it, the what? It's an exact reiteration of a film that already came out years ago. Korean pop star, Ninja Assassin. Ninja Assassin. Oh With shit! Oh, I gotta see. I, I saw like the first few scenes. I have never seen. So the Ninja whole Assassin thing. is P, uh-huh. right? Ninja organization. He is the son of a father who who is in the shadow realm of this world, aka Ten Rings. Yeah, he disappears, fakes his death to disappear because he was supposed to either murder somebody or something like that, and he disappears. And then his dad tries to assassinate him or find him. Right, but the motivation in that made sense because his dad's trying to fucking kill him. Yeah, so he's trying to take this whole organization down. Yeah, it's literally fucking Ninja Assassin. <laughs> if Ninja Assassin meets fucking Mulan. Put right together. Right. Except right. fucking Mushu's a giant right? <laughs> I got to hand it to them though. Uh, there was not much Chinese propaganda this time. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of CCP prop. You know, This, is, this but, was the potential of what Mulan could have been. Yeah. Right? Like it, it really Mulan could have been this with the right choreography and the right motivation. Yeah. And it just did. I think Mulan was also PG-13 as well. I believe so. Yeah. Right? I don't think it was rated G. I Most think it was- Marvel DCs are PG-13. Like yeah. If they want a blockbuster, they're going to take you to PG-13 because they got to hit all the quadrants. Yeah. Right? And like how heartless he was towards his dad and everything, right? Yeah. But at the end, he decides to throw, you know, float his spirit in the river. It's mm. like, why? You treated him like shit throughout the whole thing. You killed him, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he didn't do it. The yeah. Cthulhu thing took his life. But, and 
I'll, I'll let Case just like say that that final fight scene didn't mean anything. It, it was supposed to be the most important fight. There was dope like Dragon Ball kind of effects going on when they were when they split the rings, but it goes through the same tropes of why we didn't like Raya. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The dragon looked better. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, it, it went through those same problems that Raya went through. You know, yeah. and also too because like. Because I didn't like the acting, I didn't like the cinematography when it came to just the dialogue, which I don't know why the director fucking slept on this one part, which is so important, right? Like composing shots when people are talking is just as fucking important as these fucking fight scenes, man. If anything, it's more important because this is is the storytelling part. This is where you get to see the characters come to life. This is where you get to see them speak. This is where you get to see the relationship that they have with the other characters. And it was so plain. It was shot so poorly. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't understand that. Well, from what I understand, um, they the way the budget's allocated, like all the action scenes, all the fight scenes, all of that's already pre-made. You know, the director comes in. So with the MCU, like Kevin Feige's, uh, I guess, big money-making part was that he doesn't get auteur filmmakers. He gets like a lot of TV show directors. Because in the TV world, the producers and the writers are the most important people. And the yeah. directors are there to make sure everything gets shot the way it's supposed to be shot. Yeah. And that's… Sitcom the, specifically, writers are gone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what Kevin Feige has been doing apparently is hiding, hiring more TV to be more obedient towards their, their MCU silo. Like there's, there's a canon. There's a this. There's a this. You got to have this, this, and that. And don't waste your time with the action and this and that. We'll, we'll hire a specific team and they will cover all those parts. Two different directors. Then. Yeah. It's basically there's two different parts that of, of Well, that directing. explains why it seems so disjointed. It seemed like I was watching two films in one. Yeah. I mean, like there are directors who quit some. I think some director quit Miss, uh, Captain Marvel because when she, she had ideas about action scenes and they're like, no, we actually have it taken care of. And there's all these pre-visuals right and yeah look i think that does well honestly as a formula as a blockbuster as a billion dollar industry and you know it looks great and the director isn't known for doing action yeah it's, i think that's that's fine right but if you aren't taking care of everything in between those fight scenes you're not doing the, the job that yeah you it's need. just such a disservice it, it looks it looked like it was two separate films mm. it just it looks so stupid like it's, I, I, it's one of those movies you have to sit and wait till the fight scene happens. Yeah, yeah, that's what it felt like, and that's why there was moments where it was very fucking boring because I had to sit through that terrible fucking dialogue. Yeah, and you know these actors who probably would have done a better job if the writing was better. So you know I'm not knocking their skill level, right? It's just more like, I mean, it was pretty fucking bad. Like, yeah, like the the Shang Chi moment going back to that part where he's crying, it, it was. The most laughable fucking emotional scene I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) It's like acting 101. When you're sad, put your hand to your face. When you're sad, look away. (laughs) What the fuck, man? And then you have this. And that was probably the only moment that um, the Katie character was a little more toned down. Yeah. Where she felt a little more real. Yeah. And, And by the way, if people say like, well, she has to be loud. That's why she's funny. Guess who was really fucking funny in that film? Benedict Wong. Yeah. He wasn't he loud played at it all. Straight. He played it straight, and he was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And then people are like, "Well, you know, he's a he's a he's a cl- classically trained uh, theatrical actor." So okay, great. So you know that they suck then. <laughs> so you're making an excuse for them, yeah. right? And once again, I'm not knocking them as people or anything else like that. But when you know that you're, 
It has to be the writing at this point yeah. because you have people like, but then again, look at Tony Lung. He also had the same writers, yeah. but he killed every single one of his yeah, lines. He, he did. He made lemonade out of the lemons he was given. Yeah. You know, um, it was just, we, we feel this way because of the bar that was set, you know? And look, I wasn't looking for the Black Panther type of hype, you know, where like. Well, the bar was set in the first 15 minutes of the film. Yeah. It was dope. Yeah. It, it just didn't, it didn't call back any of the conflicts. Uh, it, it resolved things that we didn't know that was a problem in the first place. <laughs> like, Yeah, man. Know, and then uh, okay, the characters so- are the same people at the end. I mean, like movies that do that have need a specific reason why they're the same person. Like Indiana Jones. He's the same character through, through from the beginning to the end because it's a serialization, you know? Yeah, and they go, oh, well, you know, look at the other MCU films. Like, how the dialogue, how's the dialogue in that? I'm like, bro, it's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> like, <laughs> the jokes are pretty fucking good, man. Yeah. And when you see uh, Steve Rogers talk about his love for the country, bro, that shit hits me. Yeah, his speeches are, like, they go hard. Yeah. But, like, I mean, specifically, too, let's go back to phase one and look at Natalie Portman's character. You know, she was the uh, eyeballs of the audience. Mm-hmm. But then the way it served the story was that she was an astrophysicist. Yeah. You know, she was a scientist and she was trying to explain everything that goes down because um, up to this point in the MCU, it would be really weird to have a space alien that's a, you know, a Nord god. Yeah. You know, like a Nordic god like Thor. Mm-hmm. You know, why did we need Natalie Portman? So that we could see it through her eyes as a scientist to make sense of all this and suspend our disbelief because it's happening. She's not stopping and like looking at the camera like, well, I guess this is happening. Like, no, she's processing it. It's unbelievable. But then through the movie, through her shoes, we are suspending our disbelief. And Thor even explains it. Like what you call science and to us, you think it's magic. They're one in the same. Yeah. You know? We believe in Asgard because it's not a magical realm in the classic sense. We think it is advanced technology. The same with Wakanda. It's not magic. It's not all magic. It's like advanced technology with some mythicism. Yeah. We didn't get any of that in Shang-Chi. It was just, here you go. Take it or leave it. Welcome to Disneyland. <laughs> you know, and they kind of always already dropped the gem about, you know, the, the Marvel Universe and everything that has happened before. This is global shit. People know what's going on in the world with, with magic, superpower, heroes, Spider-Man, all this other stuff. Yeah. So even now, too, if I really think about it, when these people in the bar, they're like, oh, oh, oh. It's like, bro, you, the world almost ended. You yeah. saw it. Yeah. Half, Half of you guys disappeared. disappeared. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you saw what's up. Yeah. You know, when you see this, it's not like, I can't believe it. It should be like, yeah. oh, shit, something's about to happen. You know, so it just just just, just didn't make sense, man. It. It was part of the MCU by canon just because they say so. But then literally it was shoehorned in sort of really like just thinking about this being a standalone film, like just wouldn't stand up on its own. It's got a Disney uh, Marvel tag on it. Yeah. You know, it, it's got other MCU characters and, you know, well, making this cameos. Is, this is the problem that a lot of Marvel films kind of go through with uh, people who are Fairweather, or they don't even like Marvel that much, right? It can't stand on its own because people don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. It's hard to follow. Like, it's it's really hard to follow sometimes. And yeah. by, by the way, huge Marvel fan. You know, like I said, we just went through a litany of all the Marvel films that we fucking love, right? Yeah. So, I, and I can understand too why people just get confused sometimes. The only one film that probably people saw that I know that they really enjoyed that 
they didn't really care to see anything else was Logan. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because Logan was like, there was all this crazy stuff that was happening. But at the same time, I think like, that's what I'm talking about when people talk about dialogue, right? Yeah. It's like, they don't need great dialogue. Logan yeah. was amazing. Fuck yeah. Like one of my, not just Marvel films, one of my favorite films of all time. Oh yeah. It's great. In general, it's such a good. I, that could have been nominated for Best Picture too. I, I kind of feel like it got snubbed. It did get snubbed. It yeah. was so fucking good. Yeah, like we can get past the fact that this motherfucker has like claws coming out of his hands. Same with his clone and um, and a telekinetic old man and all this shit. It's like we get past the fact with mutants and superpowers. This is a fucking engaging story. Yeah. You and know? when you look and, and, you know, just to use that as an example, because we are talking about the Marvel Universe. We look at somebody like Logan, right? He's rough around the edges. He's kind of a fucking asshole the way that he talks to people, the way that he treats people, right? Yeah. You don't, there didn't have to be a whole exposition about his past and where he grew up in uh, Japan, doesn't even know how old he is, the whole adamantium thing or whatever. You didn't need to know any of that. You could see him struggling to be a good person with his relationship with Professor Xavier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's taking care of him. He's trying to do all these good things or whatever, and he's trying to let go of this old past. And he's trying to just survive at this point. So you already feel this thing for him. You kind of pity him already. Yeah. You know, and you see him just kind of traipsing along, going through a bunch of these trials and tribulations when he's just trying to stay the fuck away. And this little girl comes in, right? Yeah. Fucks with him, fucks with his emotions and fucks with the sense of who he is. And you get to see him start to become more humanized. Yes. Right? You didn't need exposition to know any of that shit. And in fact, you didn't need to know any of the Marvel backstory. Yeah. But just in the film alone, in terms of the writing, the dialogue, and the storytelling, we get a grasp of this. And it was just a snippet yeah. of his life. So maybe Shang-Chi didn't have to have the whole story told in one episode, right? Yeah. But they probably did it because they needed to carry on for another film. Yeah. I mean, we know there's going to be a sequel. We know, you know, this is a huge thing for both uh, Aquafina and Simulu. They're going to be in a bunch of other MCU properties, you know. Um, this is good, you know, for Asian Americans in general to have a, a place. It's just uh, objective. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to say objectively either. In our opinions, like we had high hopes. We wished it was better. We just feel this way because it's not. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, and just to bring it back, there's a shit ton of Marvel movies I like. Yeah. And this one was a fat miss for me. Yeah. It was a miss. Once again, great, great choreography. We're trying. We're yeah. trying. We're trying to sandwich this with good stuff at the yeah. end. <laughs> great, great choreography. Yeah, and I will never ever say representation is a reason why a film is good. You, you just, you can't force people to, you know, start changing, you know, their attitudes specifically for this one mediocre movie um, just because, you know, like it's, it's for the culture. Is it, you know? Yeah, what, is, what does that even mean anymore, right? It's like, this is for the culture. Cool, we'll make it for the culture and also make it make sense. How yeah. about that? Yeah, it doesn't even matter how loud we are about how great this movie is. It's if, like we said, if Jim Bob in Iowa liked it, you know, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Uh, I just think, for me personally, it's probably in the lower five MCU films. Yes. Yeah. Big it, facts, dude. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Hulk bad, original Hulk bad. Yeah. Definitely not like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this was not one of my favorites, dude. There are so much better ones. And to say that this is like the, one of the best Marvel films ever, you are out of your fucking mind, dude. Yeah. 
That's crazy talk, dude. Yeah, I, I think we are afforded to actually say, hey, look, without the whole Asian thing and any of that shit, really, this is not that great. I think we at least have the privilege to say this. Yeah. You know, I think we could like, say that without walking around eggshells, just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's like, what did you think of the film? It's like, I thought the representation was, I didn't ask you about the fucking representation. Yeah. I'm saying, what about that? That's the weird thing about woke culture these days. It's like people care more about, more about what a movie means than the fact that if it's a good film at all. Yeah. And it's, and by the way, when you talk about what a movie means now nowadays, like why is it that a, a, a grading system for a film now is what it personally meant to you? Or how it affects the culture. Yeah. Like, like or the, the pop culture sphere, like the dent it makes. And it's like, like if we try to have a conversation and we talk about these specific points and they just go, well, I was represented. That's not that's not a discussion about yeah. the parts that we had either gripes with or the stuff that we really liked. I, I mean I didn't see myself anywhere in this movie. Yeah. You know, if uh, I didn't see myself in a Shang-Chi kind of thing. If I did, like the way he handled is, look, I, I grew up with bad, a bad father, let's say, you know, with uh, his father was dope. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Rich as hell. Yeah. Gave him everything. <laughs> but I, my, my dad was pretty antagonistic. You know, he was a quote unquote bad guy, mm-hmm. you know, to society in, in certain forms. Um, and there were a lot of ways that I have to deal with that. I mean, if this guy is our hero, we got to see him go through the journey of what it means to be, you know, the you know a hero or the path he chooses instead of the path his father wants for him, like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. It wasn't like that at all. It was just this teenage angst that stayed over since he was fourteen when he's supposed to be like I think he's supposed to be like twenty six in the movie but yeah he, he's he's much older than yeah that. he's yeah. like 32 33 or something i like think that. he had a class of 17 t-shirt when they went to the karaoke yeah let's not do that yeah <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah let's, right i think more or less class of osa also too like one note thing that i think i didn't understand is was like how like you know when the ring switched over and it changed colors when he did it yeah why what how like what was the what was the right well what? that was the color change to when his mom had the rings for a sec before she threw yeah. it back at him and I guess that's a thing. Oh, and then look, he just threw it at him and then, it, color. and then it went into <laughs> yeah. him. I think that's what it was. It was just good guy color. Like, yeah, I, I, I believe so. I think it's just good guy color, you know? And then like, they kind of hint at, oh, something else. It came from somewhere not of this universe, you know, at that post credit scene. And, and, and by the way, too, like for for the kids too, up until the point where his mother passed away and his father decided, you know, the eternal life thing again in order to make sure that people stop fucking with his family which is actually a really good thing for him to do. Like their kid children life was great. They were up in a fucking mountain. They were yeah. chilling with their mom, living the in this great palace. Super dope. Yeah, palace. That house looks dope. <laughs> yeah. Dad was fucking going down a mountainside getting groceries somehow, which I yeah. have no idea how that happened. <laughs> you know, like nobody went to go get it hey, for he him. He took his helicopter, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seemed like seemingly like he had a, a pretty good life. So he didn't know about his dad's conquering days and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like it's, that's the problem. We didn't see him come of age. Yeah. We didn't see him at 14 being like, wait, all of this was wrong. All of this is a lie. We didn't see any of that. We just know he feels salty. Yeah. And once again, kind of communication skill problems because it seems like he was just holding it and not telling his dad yeah. and expecting his dad to read his mind. <laughs> the fuck was that? Well, guys, 
that wraps up this review of Shang-Chi. I'm so curious as to what everybody else thought. Most likely, I'm pretty sure people are going to hate us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you recommend it? I would recommend to see I'd it. I recommend for, it. That's yeah, why I, it has 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's favorable. I would give it a 50% on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. <laughs> I would give it a 50%, which is yeah. not bad. I give it a solid uh, B minus, you know? Oh, you're a lot favorable yeah. than me. I <laughs> give it 50% for the Outside of everything I have to complain about, look, they they put a lot of work into it. We don't, we're not the type of people, like, you don't have to be like, you know, there was hundreds of people who put thousands of hours of time into this. We understand that. Our problem is that hundreds of people put thousands of hours into this script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what we got from it. Yeah. But yeah. once again, like, yeah, would, would I recommend it? Yeah, I 100% recommend it. I think you should watch it. Yeah. Just for the fight scenes alone. It's it's pretty fucking amazing. Shout out to uh, what was it uh, Brandon Allen? Yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jackie Chan Stunka who passed away. Oh, oh. Okay. I think he was a pretty big integral part into the, the the choreography of this film as well. Right. So I gotta look into that. Rest in peace, man. Um, yeah, hundred percent recommend the film. Wasn't a big fan of it, but definitely, I don't regret watching it. Me neither. I saw it twice. I don't think I need to see it anymore. Yeah, I'm not watching it twice. <laughs> That's not happening. But uh, yeah, guys, you can catch Ed at Ed Park VP. And uh, you can catch Genius Brains every Thursdays and Sundays. And name other films that you want us to watch and review. I love watching films and I love breaking it down with Ed. So we will see you all next time. Peace. Peace.